Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and joined by my lovely and talented and got her luck of the Irish green Mossy Oak shirt on today, Miss <laughs> Southern Shell. This is the only green shirt this I own. This is the only green one I can find. <laughs> Mine's not even good Irish green. Uh-uh. I don't, what would you call this? Pastel? Easter it's, egg it's green? Lime. <laughs> lime green? It's fuchsia lime. <laughs> but we're back with another edition of the How to Barbecue Right podcast. And it For- is St. Pat. We're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. It'll release. I don't know when it's going to release. Time. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so lost on days. It's spring break. It's been week. spring break, but it felt like. Snow days because it came a blizzard last Saturday. Didn't last but for one day, but it messed up my turkey hunting. It was very, very cold. Michael's Saturday. turkey hunting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we cooked a lot of stuff. We went to camp last weekend and did some cooking. So I thought that's what we talk about today, Shell, unless you got some other plans. First, I wanted to talk about our big grand opening anniversary celebration. Anniversary. Yeah. Is it still grand opening? Or it's, it's grand okay opening to... anniversary. We're okay. calling it the shop anniversary. The GOA. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great event. It's basically demo days, right? Yeah, it's a demo day. So we're looking at it. So when uh, is this? Saturday, March nineteenth, from yeah. nine March, to two. March is almost over in Hernando, Mississippi. We'll have Traeger Grills out cooking. We'll have who else? Bull balls. We'll have bull balls cooking crawfish. crawfish. How much crawfish did you get? I don't know how many. I bet you they bought a couple hundred pounds anyway. Um, We're doing, I mean, like a truckload or nothing, but it's enough for everybody to try some crawfish the bull boss way. We got two rib experts cooking ribs on the outlaw smokers. Yep. We got, who's it, Mojo and Dustin Rudd. Mm -hmm. What's Dustin's team name? Blue Collar Barbecue. Blue Collar Barbecue and Tennessee Mojo. We've got uh, Jamie Williams from Swan Life doing some redneck beignets. (laughs) (laughs) What are redneck beignets? Little biscuits cut up and fried. <laughs> and then top with a cinnamon sugar. Top, yeah, yeah. They're um, delicious. I bet they are. Uh, They're good on Traeger. You ever had them on Traeger? That's the first time I've ever had them on Traeger. Mm-mm. Didn't we do a TikTok? It was yeah, uh, we did cinnamon TikTok. Toast Crunch Bombs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They're good. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Ball them up and roll them and, man, put them on pellet grill. Uh, I can't imagine fried. They're going to taste like little donuts. They'll taste like beignets. If you do them on Traeger, it didn't really. Did you get a beignet taste out of it? or Maybe a little, I could see. Yeah, a little bit. And then but. Brian's doing a PK rib. Rib. Grill demo using uh, Weber, probably a Weber with grill grates or a PK with grill grates with and grill grate. the the uh, How to Barbecue Right Gateway Drum. He's going to be doing tri-tips on the drum probably and then a ribeye steak demo. We also have a kid zone. Kid zone. I saw, man, I saw the football man back there. He's blowed <laughs> up and ready to go. Yeah, like I guess we're going to have like contests for the kids to win yeah. a prize. They got some little... And hot dogs Trinkets for, the for kids. them. Hot dogs for the kids. You got balloon animals. George Strait's coming. No. <laughs> he is coming to Little Rock. I saw somebody had some tickets on Facebook. What? to get. Yeah. They're trying to sell their George Strait tickets to Little Rock. That's not far. He could just uh-huh. come on over here and hang out with us. <laughs> so, Tyler, you looked for a George Strait cutout, right? I did. And it's very hard to find that. Yeah. Who would have thought you can't find a cutout of George Strait somewhere? How many years have you been in business? He's been doing it for a while. Longer than I've been alive. I figure like one of the boot companies or a hat company or a beer company or somebody <laughs> would at least had some promo 
George Strait stand-up stuff, you know. Well, that was all that was available, and it was all super expensive. So he must just be like very picky. Oh, they're like who, collectibles, huh? Yeah. yeah, I bet he. Yeah, I bet he's real tight on his licensing. Yeah, I bet he is too. Yeah, I'm like that. I don't want nobody just putting images of me out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and George Strait. <laughs> How do we get on? <laughs> um, we'll also have cake. Oh yeah, you're having like a. Anniversary birthday cake? Yeah. With the, what did you, what'd you have put on the cake? Uh, just the shop logo. Okay, that's cool. Well, it's going to be a fun day. So, yep. And the weather's going to be nice in Hernando this Saturday. What's this, I think the high is like in the mid upper 60s. Sunshine. Yeah. No mm-hmm. rain. It'll be a nice day. So come on out if you're around Hernando to our big shop anniversary. From nine to two? Yes, nine I'm to pretty two. sure on the on the radio ad I said ten to two. But then they changed. <clears throat> nine a.m. is a secret. Y'all squeeze an extra hour in. I'm, I'm not going to be here at nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in at a hard nine fifty five. <laughs> Watch. I'm protesting that extra hour. You better save me a redneck beignet. <laughs> it's going to be fun though. I'm okay. excited. Okay. So what are you the most excited about trying? Crawfish. <laughs> In the cake. In the cake. <laughs> I don't know. The ribs ought to be good. Yeah, the ribs will be good. Um, so what do we cook at camp this weekend? Man. Oh, we worked up a so everybody's had crystal burgers, right? Or what was uh what's White the Castle? other one? White Castle or we call them crystals in the south, but I guess up north they have White Castle. But, but it's the little bitty square hamburgers with kind of the mystery meat on it. I don't know if it's it's, it's supposed to be ground beef. It don't seem like it. <laughs> but we did our, we did our version in the little uh, Hawaiian roll style. You know, y'all know I love doing Hawaiian roll th- where you split the buns open and you put cheese and all that stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I've done it with like crawfish, pizza rolls, roast beef. I don't know if I've ever done a barbecue, and I need to try that. But I've done them all kinds of ways. I do barbecue and yeah to take places yeah. And you but this time we did the cheeseburger. Which is a take on little Crystal or White Castle burgers, and instead of making like I'm going to redo this, I'm going to do this recipe like probably for a TikTok or something because it was so good, but we did it with just like sautéed up some onions, threw a pound of ground beef in a skillet. I threw a little got, garlic. Yeah, in I threw it. a little garlic in there, brown that off, and season it with prime beef, swine, swine life, life prime, prime beef. beef. So the meat tasted good, but it was kind of you know loose, like just yeah. brown ground beef. And then you cut those Hawaiian rolls open and put a layer of cheese down. Like, would you just use cheddar, right? Yeah, like sandwich cheese. Sliced. Yeah, but it wasn't just like that makes your foundation. So all the the meat don't just sit right on the bread. You put the cheese down, spread the meat out on top of the cheese, covered it with more shredded cheese, and put dill pickles on it. Then put the top bun on and then covered it in like a melted butter, seasoned up mixture. A Worcestershire, a little Worcestershire. More yeah, a little probably a little mustard flour or mm-hmm. ground mustard. So you get that flavor of the mustard pickle and onion in it, dude. I'm telling you, these things were so good. <laughs> and when you just did them in the oven, yeah, it was just like 350, 30 minutes or something like that. And I used, I didn't use Hawaiian rolls that I sliced. I used the Hawaiian rolls slider buns. Okay, well, I like which them. I liked them better because I they're didn't have to slice. Them. They look like little. They look like little. Crystal or White Castle yeah, burgers. Yeah. I mean, they're all connected, and you just cut them loose. But, man, they were good. The bottoms got a little crunchy. I like that, cooking them in the full on the pan, because the bottom gets a little crunchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the top still stays nice and soft and soaks up all that butter mixture on top. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got 
The only thing it needed was like a, some kind of dip. Like if you'd have took mayonnaise and mustard or mayonnaise and ketchup and made a little, you know, a fry sauce, like a burger sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you could dip that little sandwich in that. Man. Or you could have used Thousand Island, I guess. You could have, yeah. I'd rather you have could do them, You could do those like Big Mac style if you want to. Yeah. Like, like layer it up. <laughs> um, we also did pizza rolls. And that was, you kind of did the recipe you already have, but you added sausage to the sauce. Yes, that was, and that was excellent. So this, Tyler, you're like this one. <laughs> we did the, I, so we did like a pound of ground sausage and you could have used Italian sausage if you wanted to. We just used breakfast sausage, browned it up and then mixed our uh, pizza sauce or I think it was just like raus in a jar. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. Raus? Uh, R-A-O's. Apostrophe S. I think I call it Raus. They have a really good brand. Yeah, of, but it's uh, it's not. It doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, and it's, it's a really good sauce. And so we just mix that with it. Same thing. Split your buns. And we put a layer of sliced mozzarella down first on it, then the pizza and sausage sauce, then more cheese, like more shredded uh, mozzarella, then pepperonis, then jalapenos, then the top bun, and then garlic butter melted over the top of that one, and that one was dynamite too. Man, I'm just I'm a fan of these little sliders. You always anything, have any, been. Anything you can melt cheese and bread on, man, it's so good. What's your favorite? Because you started out, you love the, the little ham, ham and cheese. Yeah. yeah. My favorite. That's a tough call. And now you've done the crawfish, you've done the burger, you've done the pizza. It's probably going to be the pizza. You've also done the mini cheesesteak ones. Yeah, those, those were good, are good too. It's probably going to be the pizza, followed by the crawfish. Followed by the new cheeseburger, followed by the old original, <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> followed by whatever's next, <laughs> whatever we can decide to slide. <laughs> Why do you think they call them sliders? I don't know. I don't know. Slide right into your mouth, I guess. I guess. I don't know. You got me. You got me on that. I've always wondered that. Why, why sliders? You may Google it real quick. No, it's okay. <laughs> but we cooked those two. We did. Um, oh. So our next... Oh, let me tell you? Yeah. The, the name originated in the 1940s when sailors in the U.S. Navy would refer to mini burgers as sliders because of their extreme greasiness. <laughs> that fits. That fits. They slid yeah. right through you. Slid right through you. That was what I was originally thinking. Not they slid into your mouth. They slide right through you. But see, that's why you That's why you double up the cheese. It slows it down a little bit. <laughs> Creates a little friction in there. It does say in just one or two bites, the burger would just slide right down. Yeah. I feel like a lot of marketing teams need to know what that yeah, <laughs> really You might want to lean into that one, yeah. <laughs> but we also we you worked on a dip recipe because we're having a dip contest. That's our we we'd like doing these what do you call them morale builders or something? <laughs> what do you call them at the office? It's inner office inner office morale builders. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Try to keep the company morale up. So we have these little inner office contests. And the, I think it just the uh, deal is you've heard us talk about them before. I'm sure <laughs> the deal is though, if you come in last in one, you get to pick the next whatever it's going to be, whatever category. So who gets to pick this one? I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't even know if he works here anymore. I think he made sheet crab soup. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So I made this delicious, and I'm I'm this was gourmet. It was. I think. You it only, was. So in our office, you only win a hundred bucks if you win. And a and trophy. Bragging rights and trophy. I think I spent three hundred dollars making this <laughs> she crab soup. I mean, I bought 
I don't know how many pounds of, of blue lump blue crab. It was just you know forty dollars a little pint, not even a pint, like a half pint container. You made your own I bought, fish. I made stock. my own shrimp stock. I bought you know bought some raw shrimp and made us. I mean, I would put some work in on this and got dead last, and it was delicious. <laughs> I bought a dry vermouth to blend into it, like right before you serve it. If only someone it, would have told you. No. Don't serve shrimp to people that are used to eating viney sausages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'd have, if I'd have made some old canned Ormel chili, I'd have probably come in first. <laughs> people like so things I, 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 that they're used to yeah. and when they're judging. I mean, if you, and somebody said it tastes like shrimp. I was like, well, that shrimp's delicious. Yeah. I don't know. That's the, that's the <laughs> Too seafoody. Too much crab. I got all kinds of weird comments on my soup. And, He's not but bitter I, about it at all. I'm not. So the next round I go, I said, all right, I'm going to choose dips. Do and, you know what dip you're cooking? Yeah. I'm getting the French onion dip from Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it in a bowl and give somebody some ruffles. And Nate, first place. I guarantee I'm going to get my $100. <laughs> I feel like everybody that's won has done something similar, you know? Yeah. The margarita contest. That's what I was, was saying. Similar. You can't overthink this thing. You want to get real fancy, go buy a seven layer dip. <laughs> Kroger. What do you, I mean, but. So I tried out two dip recipes. Yep. That so I was going to, that's what I was going to ask you. How yeah. did you come up with these? Is it just some, you saw them on Pinterest or? Yeah, kind of. I Googled some them. stuff. Yeah. I was wanting a hot Cajun dip and a cold. Mexican style dip. Yeah. That's really kind of what I was, the two uh, different recipes that I was going after. And so you were testing them to see what you thought, which one you yeah. wanted to go with? Yeah. Now, look, I did a shrimp, a, a hot shrimp dip, and it was very good. Oh, so, yeah. No, I it was amazing. Some, I sauteed some veg, some onions, red pepper, garlic. Um, when that got done, threw in my shrimp really briefly, seasoned it up really good with King Crawl, threw in my uh, shrimp really briefly. They were chopped. Yeah, they were chopped. Um, then threw in my cream cheese, let that melt, mix it all up with some more cheese and some mayonnaise and some sour cream, I think. More seasoning. That was it. And then baked it. Baked it, yeah. And it was good. It was really good. It was even better warmed up, I thought. Yeah. It tasted really, really good. Um, My cold Mexican dip, that's the one I'm going to turn in. It was good, too. You you didn't like it, did you? It it tasted like a three and a half layer dip. <laughs> you kept telling me this needs. Have like... you ever had a good seven layer dip? <laughs> Chef made three and a half layer dip. <laughs> he kept saying it needs meat or beans or something. It, it, it needed a guac layer, a, me, a bean layer, a meat layer, and then did it have black olives? I can't remember if it had black olives, but it was missing three and a half ingredients. It was like <laughs> <And> taco uh... <laughs> sauce. <laughs> It um it was like a, a cream cheese ranchy type base layer with lettuce, black olives, peppers, stuff like that on top. You can't so tell everybody cool. you're turning that in. You're not going to turn that one in. No, I'm not. Yeah. Because there could be ringers and people be like, well, I'm voting for Shell just so she could beat Malcolm. That's <laughs> 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 the Christmas tree dip. I thought my success Season was with, your success. It is. It is. I don't know. <laughs> we both kind of win. <laughs> I like that dip a lot. A lot. It was really good. It was. Just needed meat. <laughs> I mean, it, so it. It was. Uh, it wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was really cheesy, but it was like no, a. It, it was. It was a sour cream based dip. So if you've ever had like, 
I don't know, like the texture of a French onion dip or something like that, or crack dip. It, might, it reminded me of kind of a Mexican crack dip. Yeah. And That's it was, true. I mean, it was good. I think it kicked it off with the little uh, tropical I, I whipped up for you. Yeah. It needed that, which is like a Mexican style vinaigrette. That was the part I wasn't going to talk about. Oh, <laughs> why weren't you going to talk about that? That was the best that was, part. That was the secret ingredient. That's what everybody liked. I know. Oh, that's the secret ingredient? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that throws them for a loop there, huh? I also did mini um, potato skins. Yes, those were really good. Yeah. We just had like an appetizer feast. We watched it snow, drank copious amounts of water, <laughs> and Diet Coke. And did appetizers. And did appetizers. And then the next day we did a big jambalaya. We're just gonna talk about that too. Yeah. So, but talk about those little potatoes. What'd you do? To, those were, they were like mini potato skins, but they're like two biters. And I thought I liked it better than a potato skin. Yeah. It's probably more work. But not really. I just, how'd you cook those potatoes? I didn't. I was out. What do you call those potatoes trap. that are about that big? I call them new potatoes. New potatoes. Yukon Yukon golds or red yeah. skins or baby potatoes. You? No, they were yeah. uh, gold. You can't go baby Yukons? Yeah. I just roasted them like you do a baked potato. Roll, rolled them in olive oil, AP, and that chimichurri seasoning. Roasted them in the oven. When they got fork tender, cut them in half, scooped out the middles, and, and laid them all out. you just use a little teaspoon for that. Yeah. That's what's easy about those. Laid them all out like you're stuffing deviled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody this, but I melted a little bit of butter. It over. And seasoned them real good, and put them on the, in just a few drops of butter on the inside of the little, yeah, the potato. little potato skin. Yeah, and then I topped it with um, cheese, bacon, chives. You know. What'd you do with the leftover potatoes you scooped out? I, I just threw them away. Oh, did yeah. Weren't wouldn't, weren't enough to mess with. Nah. It's kind of like a little potato popper. That's what they were. Uh-huh. That's what they were. They're really good. And I served them with the homemade ranch. Yeah, but it was like a thick, so you could dip it. Yeah. Like you pick it up, and you could dip it. It wasn't like a runny ranch. Like a Tostito scoop. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real. Those are good. That, the butter inside of it. And then uh, Mark's wife and Mikey's wife came down. They stopped at the hot wing joint <laughs> and picked up like 40 whole wings. And we had, so we had all kinds of great grub on Friday night. Tell me about cooking jambalaya. First of all, let's talk about the pot that you cook jambalaya in. Okay. So we found these Bayou Classic jambalaya pots, and we we actually uh, distribute them here at the shop now. I don't, I don't know if they're in stock or not. It's hard it's hard to find cast iron now. But anyway. We don't a, have any in stock. It's a big five-gallon jambalaya pot. And down in Louisiana, they have these jambalaya contests where they start off with a mini pot, and it's just like a one-quarter Work there. They've got sizes all the way up to feed a thousand people, you know, probably, I don't know how many hundreds of gallons. But it's a big, if you think of a big witch's cauldron, that's what the big ones look like. Yeah. This one's like a little quarter size witch's cauldron. It's pretty good size. Five yeah. gallons is a lot. I mean, it'll feed a lot of people jambalaya. And you basically put it on a stand over a, over a burner, like a jet burner, a propane burner, hook it up to a propane bottle, and that's what you cook everything in. So it's made to cook outdoors. And uh, we kind of we've been working on it and got our recipe down to where it's it's pretty much just dumps. You know, you dump and cook, take out. But so we we start. We made a. Um, so can this, you walk me through the recipe? Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I was gonna do. Okay. We make a. This one was a sausage and chicken jambalaya, 
And for the sausage, we use Country Pleasing on Dewey Sausage. You could use whatever your favorite brand of smoked sausage is. But Mark said he used a little that alligator sausage. Oh, yeah. He bought Country Pleasing had an alligator and was it alligator and chicken. Or alligator and beef or it was pork. Some, alligator, and beef. alligator and pork. So whatever it was, they had it. He, he bought it at uh, I think Walmart has them now in Mississippi. They do. I don't know if they have them nationwide, but our branch. <laughs> you can get them from Cooper's Meat Market. That's where it's made down in Florence, Mississippi, your hometown. They'll ship them right to you. Yep, but it's a uh, it's alligator and pork. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So he put some alligator and pork sausage and some andouille, and um, we started we started with the chicken thigh. So you start with a empty pot. It's been well seasoned. Pour just a little bit of oil in there. Don't take much because really you want to render out the fat from whatever you're cooking. And we started with. Uh, just enough to like coat the bottom of the pan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just a, it ain't a lot of oils. You're not deep like a frying. Tablespoon or something. Yeah, it's like you're sautéing basically. Okay. So it was just a, he just did a little pour in there, got the pot hot, cut the chicken thighs up. They're boneless, skinless thighs. And you just cut them up into bite-sized pieces. Um. Oh, we put pork in it too. I, was I forgot to say, about that. Y'all had some like we had pork, pork chop butt, or pork something. butt. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 cook our chicken first. Get it rendered down, cook the fat off of it. You want to brown it up real good so you got the whatever. And You, you get, cook it till it's completely done? Um, Pretty much. You're not trying to burn it up or anything. Yeah. But we're not checking internal temperatures because we know it's still going to cook in the jambalaya. But you're really just browning the chicken. And what you're doing is you're rendering the juices out of it and what fat's there. And so you're flavoring your pot the whole time, just leaving some grease in there from all those drippings. And you keep letting that build. That's what flavors your rice. So once you get your chicken done, you take it out, you throw in your um, pork. And so we took, it was it was like a pork roast mark bought. And we just cut it up, same size thickness as the thighs. I think we used four pounds of thighs and four pounds. No, it's three pounds of thighs, three pounds of pork, and three pounds of sausage for the amount we made. <clears throat> you kind of keep that equal. So we cut up that pork into bite-sized pieces, browned it off. Rendered the fat on the pork, got the pork out, put it in a pan on paper towel, left all the drippings in there, threw the sausage in, did the same thing. Once you get all your meat browned and out, you can put it all in the same pan at that point, the, yeah. the meat. We cook our vegetables. And I chopped up a bag of onions. I don't know what it weighed. It was probably about eight medium-sized yellow onions. Diced those. Um, it was about six bell peppers. Diced that. I think we had some celery in there we diced up. So what are you, are you using a spider every time? to Yeah, get yeah, yeah, the, slotted spoon. Yeah. To get Big the, slotted spoon. And you leave all the drippings and... Everything, because you're flavoring it. So when yeah. we throw the vegetables in there and saute them, that flavor's they're the sauteed in there. That's right. And are so, you seasoning it at any point during, like, the cooking of no, the chicken? Not or, yet. Okay. We don't have any seasoning yet. Okay. We're just trying to get the, the, the meat juices out of the meat and let the pot... Now, the sausage adds a lot of flavor. Yeah. You get a lot from it. You think it's going to be greasy, but it's not like building up a ton of, of oil in there. It's just all good flavor because we didn't add a whole lot of oil at the beginning. Uh, once you get that going, you get your vegetables done. You put all your meat back in, and that's when you season. And, you, and we season with King Crawl. I use probably about half a bottle. I don't know how much that is. If I had to guess, it's a quarter cup, something like that. Um I, we seasoned Wait, it. half a bottle of the little bottle. Yeah, the little yeah, bottle. Yeah, 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 a quarter of a bottle of yeah. the big bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of by taste. I don't have an exact like a measurement amount for my Cajun seasoning I put in it. I just look at it. But if I had to put something on it, I'd say a quarter cup will get you yeah. there. Get started. Yeah. And we put a little extra cayenne pepper in it just to give us some heat. And um, what else? To, 
Oh, he had a little bit. We had some Tonys in a bottle. He put some Tonys in it. We were just, we, that wasn't the exact recipe of the seasoning. We just try to make it taste good. We yeah. want plenty of flavor in it. So once we get all that mixed up, it's time to start adding your liquid. And we used uh, one gallon of chicken stock. That's what that's what this pot for the cooked perfect pot. So we put our one gallon of uh, liquid in there. Get that stirred up. Get it bubbling a little bit. Add our rice. And then stir the rice up, and then you bring it back to a simmer and put the lid on it. And once it starts simmering, you cut the heat down. It's almost off. We're barely holding heat, and we're setting a timer. At that point, it's going about 20 minutes. Once you see the steam start to really come out good out front of the lid, it's time to flip that rice. And that just means you take your big stirring paddle and just kind of bring what's on bottom up to the top. And you just do that a couple times and put the lid back on. And usually... We got this from Stale Cracker when he came to the shop anniversary last year. He adds cream of uh, cream of mushroom and cream of chicken soup to it. So Mark found, and I don't know where he found this, but it's a cream of chicken and mushroom. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah it's new. Is that new? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I had never seen cream of chicken and mushroom yeah. soup all in one. So do you add two but we cans had, of those? Uh, there was three cans, I think okay. it was. Three cans of that went That's in. That's why it had the texture. It, it gets it cream. It gets it creamy, but it's yes. it's really really good. Yes, it was the best textured uh, rice. And you yeah, normally jambalaya. you're not a big rice person. When oh. you when you heard we were making jambalaya, he's like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did, I mean, because you don't like it, right? Or uh-uh. this was delicious. It was. So once um once we flipped it, we add that cream of mushroom soup, gently fold it in, and put the lid back on, and just let it sit for another 10, 15 minutes. And your heat's pretty much off at this point. Whatever the whatever residuals in there, the steam's still holding it in with the lid on it. And at that point, you're ready to serve. And usually, you just serve it with. I mean, I like it with hot sauce and crackers, mm-hmm. or you can eat it with bread if you want to. But you really don't need bread. I just like to. I like put that on a cracker. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. But <laughs> I just uh, put a little hot sauce on top. Yeah, but I mean, so the pork in it. I mean, the pork and the chicken. The texture on them. Really good. It's yeah. really you know it's soft. The pork's not my favorite. Yeah. The chicken's really, really good. The sausage is really good. So you could do you don't you could do without. The, I like the flavor of the pork. Yeah, too. I like the pork in it, but you could do like you could use jambalaya. You could throw seafood in there if you wanted to. Nutrients. <laughs> you could use whatever you want. We made it with deer meat. Yeah. We made a deer sausage jambalaya. Um, I've you know I've done it with all kinds of stuff. It's really good. It's easy. All you're doing is browning stuff, really, and getting the flavors in there. So if you can cook, if you can cook rice on the stove, you can cook jambalaya. I think also y'all like to cook with the big old paddle. Yeah, over <laughs> over fire. Yeah. Now those guys at the contest down, I think it's in Gonzales where our buddy's Cajun Blaze go and cook. Adam goes down there, Gotro, and uh, he's he's one told me all about. It. I think he's won a couple times him and his dad. But they give them they don't they make like a traditional jambalaya. Where do they do mini pot style or the big pot? I, they have to start out with a certain size, and they only I think they can bring their seasoning, but they have to get the you get onions, you get rice, and you get chicken, and that's it. And I think that's about it. And you can bring the seasonings, but you can't. They may give them some sausage too, but that's all you can put in it. You can't like you're not putting cream and mushroom. I don't think they'll let you put cream and mushroom. So this is a traditional one, and they have to do it over fire. You can't use propane burner. Okay. Like you have to build a fire and your pot goes over it. And that's the way they used to do it. And yeah. you have to move the coals around once your pot gets right. And they're all and their cook their thing is they're cooking it to the uh texture of the rice. It's like a real jambalaya, each kernel of rice is supposed to pop. 
And I don't know if you've ever looked at like one kernel by itself, but it should split almost. It kind of opens up. And it's got a little seam in it. And when it does that, that's a perfectly cooked piece of rice. But it's supposed to have flavor. It's not about the sausage and the vegetable. It's about the flavor of those of the rice. That's yeah. the whole thing jambalaya's about. And so they start out with, like, a small pot. And every as they have rounds and they start, I don't know how they judge it. Don't, don't, they yeah. must be eating a lot of rice. I'd hate to judge that much rice. <laughs> but they narrow the field down. But the more the more they narrow it down, the bigger the pot you have to cook. And so each round, and this lasts for a couple of days. Yeah, it had to. And so, yeah, yeah, it does. And there's hundreds of people that get in it, and they narrow it down to how many. But by the time you're cooking a big 250 gallon pot <laughs> at the end, and I guess you know you feed the crowds, everybody, because you got. I guess they have. I don't know how many people go to this. It must. I mean, it's a big, big event. It's probably like the world's jambalaya cook-off. Yeah. Like a Memphis and but for jambalaya, and everybody gets to eat. So when you're only down to a few contestants, instead of having all these multiple teams cook little pots, you got to have the big guys cooking <laughs> one, one pot each. So it's a lot, but I'd like to go to that sometimes. It sounds fun. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's about what got that. me into cooking jambalaya. Well, the first time I learned how to cook jambalaya in Grand Isle, Louisiana, we were down on a fishing trip, and we were staying with this guy that had a like a fish camp down there, mm-hmm. and he had boats and they you know, go out deep sea fishing and stuff. But um, we went over to watch. Man, I remember it. It was the it was the fight that Mike Tyson bit off Vander Holyfield's yeah, ear. <laughs> we were down exactly there in Grand Isle, and, uh, and the guy made jambalaya. And I said, "Man, I've never seen this done." He let me watch him and kind of showed me how to make a proper pot of jambalaya, and that's how I learned. And that's been how much so, different is it than what you're doing today? Um, not much at all, yeah. really. I didn't. I mean, we did the same. You put like, your own touch. Yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But the basis, basics, the similar. same. Yeah. I remember when he first taught me, like, they started with the vegetables first and they would throw in the sausage and meat and they didn't take everything out like we do now yeah. and build the flavors. But it, you got the same result. Still, I can imagine everybody has their own. And they didn't put any cream of chicken soup or cream of, cream of soup in it. It was just once you flip that rice, you let it go a few more, like 10 more minutes, and then it was ready. But I've seen people put cheese in it. I've seen, you yeah, know, I've seen yeah. people do all kinds of different stuff with it and that's got me to thinking i was gonna do that's my next one's gonna be like a queso jambalaya i'm gonna kind of do it mexican style <laughs> i bet it'd be good I yeah not, you know i mean you're working with similar you would just change the flavor profile yeah a lot of the ingredients in oh the yeah you could throw chorizo in it yeah. instead of you know the smoked sausage and you, the vegetables are the same i mean a lot of it would be the same the rice I didn't know that about the rice that they that like it pops and mm-hmm. goes the same and I didn't know that either. Like, yeah, that, I didn't learn that until I got talking to Adam about the contest and that's how they that's a big thing of what they're judged on is how that rice pops. Yeah, that would make sense. See, I'm a pastelaya kind of guy. I, I like I now I like a good pastelaya too. It's got all those same elements. Mm-hmm. It's just with pasta and it's usually cheesy. Yeah, and so that's what got me to think. I was like, you know, pastelaya is so good, the cheese sauced up. You know, rice would have to be because you think of. It, I mean, what's the what's the white girl special that lost the the chicken cheese and rice? Yeah. It's basically going to be like that, all cooked together. It's basic white girl special. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Have you ever been there? Oh, I mean, everybody orders. Yeah, chicken cheese and rice. Yeah, chicken cheese and rice. It's not really what it's called. It's All I'm going to say is I put an order in for this office, and it was like seven cheesy chicken rice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's not a lot of white girls. <laughs> well, Amart. <laughs> um, he not- turned me on to the steak cheese and rice, add mushrooms and onions, and it's a fire dish at La Siesta. I bet if you throw some jalapenos on there. It'll- oh, yeah. 
Man, that really good. good. Spice it up. Heck yeah. Um, do you not like rice? I do. I just, I'm, I love pasta. Like, yeah. I love pasta. It's my favorite. I'm with yeah. you. I, I love a good pasta. I don't know about the, I can take or leave rice. I you had like a, pasta better. You like pasta better than rice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Potatoes. Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Potatoes. of it. Oh, any carb, <laughs> any carb. Rice just seems too healthy of a carb. I don't, don't think, <laughs> I don't think it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a, a tip. I thought it was a pretty good tip, so I was going to read it to you. Um, it was actually emailed to me by a listener named Eric. He heard he would love to see you do more lamb dishes, and he you stated on the last podcast that you don't know where to obtain it, really, right? Yeah. He's I mean, good lamb. I can't. I've seen a guy there's a sheep farm down the road. I mean, he <laughs> <laughs> um, he I got, that to, reminds me. I got a correction. I got to correct myself from the last. Go ahead, though. Okay. He said to check out any halal meat shops. He said that the meat will be local and it'll be fresh. Really? Yeah. The meat is not imported, ported or frozen. Um, so basically, he said his store in St. Louis. They take orders on Monday, they slaughter on Wednesday, and you come pick up on Thursday. Yeah, I, I bet you they have yeah. one of those in Memphis. I, I, Probably. Yeah, check into that. But I thought that was a good little tip if you're looking for really good, I, fresh lamb. My, my deal with lamb, I've had I've had some bad lamb, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you get it, and it's so, I don't want to say gamey, but it's wangy or almost. It has it's, its own unique flavor. Yeah, it's a unique flavor. But I've had some that's, like, fantastic. Like we've had some down the Caribbean last month, and it was man. I was like, this got me wanting to rethink my stance on lamb. But and I'd be so I'd be willing to try some. I need to. Have you ever? Have y'all, y'all ever cook a whole lamb? No, it was always sheep. <laughs> You're cooking mutton. Call <laughs> <laughs> them mutton. They were. I think you'd call them lambs. They're we called them sheep. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your correction? You have to make on so yourself. So last week I got to talking about. The the recipe we did for brisket shepherd's pie. In the comment section, they just roasted me on YouTube, (laughs) which that's fine. You know, that's what the comment section's for. Give it to me. I did something (laughs) wrong. But but on the podcast, I said, I look, I mean, I did look up. I didn't make notes or write it down, but I was looking up what's the difference in shepherd's pie and cottage pie. And I got into all that. Well, um, I should have thought about it because it makes sense. Shepherd's pie is with lamb. That makes sense. And it was a British dish. They they made it first, and I think it came from like the Scottish Highlands where there was a lot of sheep, a lot of lamb probably. And so they coined it shepherd's pie. And cottage pie is any other meat, I guess, that you want to put in it. Typically it's beef, and that's what was made in Ireland. And and that's, so that's the main difference. But if you think about it, shepherd's, lamb, and anything else is house pie or whatever. So I basically made a brisket cottage pie. But it's my channel. I can call it what I want. But it's it's like shepherd like pie. You get it the gist. Doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll like, off the tongue. What I said, cottage. Who wants to say cottage cheese pie? I don't know. Brisket and cottage cheese. That's what I would think. Nobody's searching. Cottage Nobody's pie. searching yeah. cottage pie. They're searching shepherd's pie. So, so that was my. I, I had to clear that up, and I now went back and educated myself and learned the difference, and it makes sense. It does. I could see the other one called rancher's pie, maybe. It won't be the last time you're wrong. It won't be. The, it won't be the last. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> but if we're fact checking, I got that one wrong. But I'm here to correct it. So that was that was the only thing on that. We also tried something new last week: uh, a redneck margarita. Yes. You want to talk about that? I wouldn't. 
I wasn't thrilled with it. I'm, I'm you see, I'm, I'm drinking me a Mountain Dew Zero right now, so I got part of it right. Where but, did you hear about a redneck margarita? Um, my, my buddy Mitchell <laughs> sent it to me on <laughs> Facebook. He's like, "You got to try this. Might want to make a TikTok." And it said redneck margarita, and it was Mountain Dew and uh, tequila. That's it. And that was it. That was it. Mountain Dew. I mean, you're supposed to put it over ice and salt the rim or whatever. I guess you salt it. It was rough. Oh, man. It was the worst. It's like Like Mountain Dew does not go with tequila. It's like it intensified the flavors. It goes with vodka. I've had Mountain Dew and vodka. (laughs) (laughs) I have. I have to. Do you think trying it with like a different flavor of Mountain Dew would work, maybe? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. But it just did not go. You couldn't, like, the initial taste of it wasn't bad. It was. And we were drinking, I mean, I think it was like Patron Silver. It wasn't like it was a cheap, you know, it wasn't yeah. the bottom, bottom of the barrel of tequila. But it was, I mean, it should, you know, I like Patron Silver. That's usually if I'm going to get me a shot, I'll drink Patron. You know, if I'm going to make me a decent margarita, that's what I'm going for. Um, and I was, like, expecting it to be halfway decent. Shell it and you get through hers. And I powered mine down. It tasted but too tequila. The aftertaste it 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 amplified that tequila taste. Do you think using like a gold would have helped? Like a set like a soda or, gold? or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I wouldn't. I'm I wouldn't be in. A, I wouldn't be in a hurry to try it again. It needed something else. Yeah. Like Mountain Dew was not citrusy enough. Now maybe I could see adding some Mountain Dew to it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't have enough body. Like, it needed something else. It needed some lime juice. You know when you drink a good margarita, you can't even tell there's tequila in it? You yeah. Know? This, like, lets you know. <laughs> it was in there. Oh, you thought right you were drinking front. Montezuma. <laughs> it was not going to It was the revenge on you. Yeah. It was coming out. Yeah. It was not good. It was, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that one. I, don't, I mean, it was no mayonnaise and Jaeger drink. <laughs> But it was not good. I would not recommend it. But I did do a, a, a drink for St. Patrick's Day, that Green Wave. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah. So talk about that one. It was real easy. I just used Irish whiskey. So you had some Jameson. And then it was Sprite. And then it was, what else did I put in there, Todd? Triple sec? I forgot. Pineapple juice, Sprite, two shots of Jameson. And blue curacao. Blue curacao. Yeah, and stirred it up. And it turned it, turns it into a green drink. That was that was I was trying to come up with an idea for something green for St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, you know, pineapple juice has got a yellow color to it when you pour <laughs> yeah. it in. If I if I mix the blue curacao with it, it would turn it green, and it did, and it did, and the Jameson went with it great. It I was I was wor- that was the one element I was worried about because I never really mixed Jameson with much besides I Guinness. drink Jameson with uh, pineapple, pineapple and Sprite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, it's like it's kind of like a. It's actually ginger ale, but yeah. What was that? What's the? It's like a U-Bond special, so that's kind of like an Irish special. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And so that's kind of what got me thinking about that. And I just happened to have some Jameson, so I thought that was a really good drink. It looked like a Baja. I would blast. recommend it did a Baja <laughs> blast. <laughs> Michael came in when you were filming, and he's like, "I want one of those." Yeah. <laughs> it looks just like a Baja blast. Yeah, I was like, can't have that one, buddy. It was good. I would I would recommend that drink now. That's one I could see ordering today. What are your uh, St. Patrick's Day plans? I'm probably going to find a greenish beer somewhere. <laughs> if I, I got a plan. Like, they're not going to have anywhere I'm going. Uh, I, I could probably have to make my own. I don't know. Would that be terrible? 
to bring I, in food color. If I bring my green food color, I'm drinking a green beer today. Right now. <laughs> I'm gonna turn it into a TikTok. Watch. <laughs> you will have everybody in there being like, "How do you get? How, how do you get, get the green, green beer? beer? Yeah, <laughs> I want green beer. <laughs> I'll sell it. <laughs> Quarter drop. <laughs> you buy me a beer, I'll make yours green. How about that? That's a better trade. Speaking of which, um, that's all I'm planning on doing. I'm planning on probably going to get some crawfish and some green beer somewhere. That's how you celebrate St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day. Yeah. crawfish and beer. Um, you know the Always Sunny podcast, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they started a podcast recently. They did one where they just got hammered. The podcast yeah. <laughs> intentionally. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That sounds fun, <laughs> but once you get into it, like it's. It goes south fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're there actually in yeah, taking part yeah. of the drinking. Because I, I forget who else was doing that. Joe Rogan did it. Jo- yes. They did it after their sober October, yeah. like when they went back. And I, and they did like some out, three hours of it. I was like, this isn't even the funny. first I mean, part was okay. And yeah. It, it was funny at first, first three drinks. But when you get into it, I don't want to be, I don't want to hang out with a bunch <laughs> of drunks if I'm not drinking with them. Exactly. <laughs> I'm probably the same way. Nobody wants to hang out with me after I've had a few, if they're not having a few too. Well, podcasts are like usually audio based, so I cannot even imagine yeah. after a certain point you probably can't even understand what people are <laughs> what saying. saying. <laughs> I, can, I can get some of those friends. <laughs> You'd have to, there's no subtitle for listening to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have anything to help with that, you would blow a sign person out. Like, no, what WTF? What's that sign? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. It would be a lot of Malcolm going, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> Here's a great idea. Here's another great idea. We should do this. Uh, <laughs> so no well, on that. No on the no on the All You Can Drink podcast. <laughs> That's a whole different channel. <laughs> That's one, you know, you could do a class on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could come in. Well, you'd have to, you'd have, you, to have some insurance to do something like that with some people. You kind of did do a class went, like that. Yeah. I, well, I turned the last. It was a class. That was like a private event. It was like a yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah, it was more of a private yeah. event. We got into doing Kong rips, <laughs> funneling beer, we, um, and doing shots. We did, we're going to do a fundraiser again this year for Palmer Home. But oh, last yeah. year... We did a big fundraiser for Palmer Home, and the winners of the, that fundraiser, five winners, got to bring them and a guest to the shop, and we hung out all day. Just had a celebration, yeah. And those people who showed up at that Palmer Home ate and drank more than anybody who's ever come and done a class. It was so much fun. I know. They were the best. <laughs> they were the best. That was the best, like, event. Yeah. That was my favorite events we did last year. I'm like, all, you did, all we pretty much did people. was talk and eat and and drink with them. Yeah. I but mean, this year we're thinking on doing something different. Like if we do it, we're talking about doing a, a barbecue a crawl, crawl where we'll get like a shuttle to take us around to these to my favorite places. Yeah. And, and so we, instead of doing a class. So everybody's got any ideas of what places we got to go to, y'all throw them out there. Yeah. I've got a few in mind, but that's going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to rent a shuttle and, and do a barbecue crawl in Memphis. They're going to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> but more details on that to come. 
We haven't. If Tyler comes. We got to lock. We got to get him. I'm just going to drive behind the party bus. <laughs> You're going to follow behind. I'm going to drive. <laughs> when is that? That's that. But that won't launch till um the the after Mudbug or it'll go for Labor Day to Memorial Day or Memorial Day okay, to Labor Day. Okay. It'll be it'll be a lot of the same ways. We're going to feed a family. We're going to we're going to pledge to feed the family for a year. Um, man, how, do you remember how much it was? Twenty five grand is what we set to raise, goal. and we yeah. ended up running. Raising forty five. That's grand. awesome. We're gonna. We're, I don't know if we'll top that, but we're definitely gonna try to raise twenty five at least for a family. Yeah. And they do have some events coming up. Like if you're in the Hernando area, uh, Mud Bug Bash is one. Tickets are on sale now for the Palmer Home, and it's a big. Um, they. This will be the first year it's been back to its full form because of COVID regulations, but they block off a whole street down on the square, and they have someone come in and cook. I don't know how many crawfish they cook, but it's basically you buy a ticket and it's all you can eat. And they just pile and them they up. And they have a band plates. and open bar. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot, April but a lot of different. 23rd. A lot of different restaurants will be there giving out stuff. There's all you know. It's not so if you don't like crawfish, there's still plenty to eat and try. Um, it's a great event. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like a street party for crawfish. Yeah. And that's uh, April what? Twenty third. Twenty third. I don't know if I'm gonna be there. You're not. Because <laughs> we got. I'm going to judge a crawfish festival that weekend down in Metairie. That's going to be, I'm excited about that. This will be my first ever crawfish festival to judge. This will be my first ever crawfish festival. Oh, really? I mean, do you consider yeah. like Mudbug Bash a yeah. festival? Yeah. Okay. And the, uh, I consider that one in Tunica, the one that we used to go to. Oh, yeah. What was, what it was that? an all you can eat. Um, I don't remember what that was called. Anyway, they had it down at Tunica River Gates where when it used to be a barbecue contest. That's how we started going to it. So, what do you, what do you got coming up? Um, that's the most exciting thing. <laughs> Your shop anniversary. Yeah. Um, we've got the shop anniversary coming up. Uh, we've got a TikTok coming out where I cooked uh, this, this week I cooked a bris- uh, tri-tip brisket style. That's not a TikTok. No, it's a, it's a full blown YouTube video. Yeah. But I, I bet you Tyler gets a TikTok or something out of it oh, too, yeah, probably. but it's a full blown YouTube recipe to show you how I did it on the outlaw. First time I've ever done that. And you'll have to watch it. The results were amazing. Amazing, <laughs> yes. Uh, the consensus is. I don't know if it's. The, it's I got to try it just with the regular run of the mill tri tip, but it was so good. We'll talk about that next. Yeah, week. we'll talk about that in depth next week. Um, we have did the pizza crust that comes out chick- on Sunday. Yeah, the chicken crust pizza comes out uh, Sunday. So if you're listening Friday, you can look, you can watch how we do that. That was that was really good yeah, too. Yeah, chicken crust pizza. Was oh, very I did good. do a homemade pizza, like a, a deep dish pizza this past weekend. Yeah, we, you and Michael did. We'll have it. to talk about that. I got to perfect. I got to get better at the crust, but it was it was good. It was really good. It's like my version of a meat lover's. But if you need some tips, that Tennessee Mojo video where he does it on the outlaw was like yeah. like me and Ashley have used it so many times. Really? Do you make the make the dough make and everything? Dough and is it easy? Yeah, it's like a hundred percent. It's worked every single time. Never failed. Really for deep so dish good. or like regular pizza? Uh regular, but I'm sure you could probably use yeah. it in deep yeah. dish too. I want it to rise. I want it to be yeasty and rise up like a yeah. Chicago style. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the one. all that good gluten up in it. Yeah. yeah, something to make it. Yeah, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I, I lean back on my Pizza Hut days for that one. Stretch the dough and let it rise, and it was good. It was good. It could be improved on though, but I, we were in a rush too. You got to have time for that dough to proof. Yeah, that's a big thing. And you were just kind of doing it. Yeah, on a Sunday afternoon. But I put all the good stuff on it. I had to, you know, 
sausage, beef, ground sausage, ground beef, pepperoni, mushrooms, onions, all. I guess you call it supreme. It was more supreme pepper. than just meat lovers. Yeah. Bacon. I threw some bacon on oh, there. Oh, we, we had left over. I yep, didn't notice yep. that. Lots of cheese. Yeah. Bottom cheese and top cheese. But I did do sauce on bottom instead of sauce on top. Like a, I really wasn't going for Chicago style. I was going for just a your style pizza hut, <laughs> deep yeah. dish pizza hut, deep pan they call it. Pan. Did crust. you make deep dish when you were at Pizza Hut? Heck yeah. Did they put cheese on bottom and top or only top? Uh, they put a ring around the outside, like a border cheese. Okay. You had these spacers that fit on the pan, and then you'd sauce out to the spacer, and then cheese right up against the edge of it. And, and then, then when you lifted it up at the, and put your toppings on and put more cheese on. And when you lifted that spacer up before you put it in the oven, it created that, like, you know, one-inch crust all the way around. So, God. And when you got real good, you could do it without the spacer. I, I could do that. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, so it was pretty easy, though. But the, the crust is a big thing, though, because you had to – so you start out with just flour in a bag. You had so much hot – I mean, it's a mix. Like pizza. You're talking pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Did y'all have one of those big floor stand? Yeah, 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 yeah. You make, but you take it out, and you got to let that dough sit, and then you got to portion it out and ball it, let that proof, and then you put it, run it through the pan, stretch it out to the pan, the old pan, and put that in a proofing oven, and it has to proof. So it's a process. It ain't just you ain't going to make pizza in thirty minutes. I worked at Domino's and Papa John's, and both of those places got their the dough showed up yeah. balled and mm-hmm. ready in oh in pans. froze oh in pans not pans in like a plastic a big plastic oh, service tub yep well this has been <laughs> what <laughs> <I'll tell> you, <laughs> this this was, yeah this was like 1991 <laughs> i'm talking about how long that's been a long time i ago. was working there like 2000 they may, yeah, yeah they may have changed <laughs> they may not make the dough at pizza hut anymore i don't know but yeah but we didn't have to takes proof time. it or anything yeah well, some of the recipes I was reading says you can freeze the dough balls and yeah. let them thaw back out. So mm-hmm. I guess you can make it up and freeze it. So I guess you can do that with all bread, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you buy dough frozen like Rhodes rolls. Yeah, and let them rise. Yeah, and let them rise. Huh. And they don't. That would be. What? Using Rhodes rolls. The whole pack. <laughs> just put them all in there, and then when they dries up, just kind of flatten them down a little bit. I bet it would work. I might have to try that. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it is. Rhodes rolls, they're pretty they're good, pretty good. Too. Yeah. You could probably stretch them when they got to, mm-hmm. you know. You could make a make bunch one of mini. Big ball out of it, yeah. A bunch of mini baby pizzas. We had, like, for the personal pans, we had this stamp. So you put the dough in there, and you stamped it with this. It was like a big plastic with a handle. and It kind of made the crust poof out to the edge yeah. and left you the space in the middle of the top. I don't, even, I don't even know if Pizza Hut still makes those. Do y'all remember those? Like, yeah, we pizzas? made them for... Uh, ball games? Ball games. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the Papa John's had the contract with the Mississippi State uh, for football games. Yeah, yeah. So we would make hundreds. How, how many? Because, I mean, I'm I mean, thinking you'd have to make thousands. We were. I mean, we would start on Friday and how? keep going, you know, get everything how did prepped. Y'all, how did you get those over there? They have like a truck. It was a guy was constantly running back and forth, getting mm-hmm. pizzas yeah. and taking them back. By the time he got there and would get back, it was time to reload. Yeah, because I can imagine how many. Because you think there's only sixty thousand people easy at a stadium. Yeah, and you're elbow to elbow with somebody else just doing your one little thing, you making know. pizzas. Well, they just do like cheese and pepperoni. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So you just knew you were. Maybe I think they might have had sauce. Or but those come frozen now. They probably don't even make those like yeah. that anymore. 
They probably have a little oven in the stadium and just run them through constantly. Microwave. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what's that noise back there? Huh? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> Papa's got it figured out. <laughs> He's back there working his magic. <laughs> I don't think they fired Papa, did they? Like, oh, yeah, the, Papa's gone. He's gone. <laughs> they, brought, they brought Shaq in. Now. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the new big Papa. He does own a portion of it. <laughs> he does. He He's like on the board. Him and uh, Peyton Manning when he involved with <laughs> Papa Johnson. Yeah. They, they might have fired him too. I don't know. <laughs> they got rid of Peyton and Papa. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember Papa got a little loose cannon on his social media they got for a, a while. He went a little crazy probably. Uh, oh, yeah. He still be posted on there though. Does he? Oh, really? Is he still posted <laughs> as Papa? Papa John? Or I think his so. Name's, his, really, his name's John something. I mean, yeah. he's probably still got an interest. They just. Ousted him as the CEO or founder. Yeah, or I forgot what it was. Uh, bought him out. But he ain't letting it get him down. No. He's out there living his living best, his best pa- life. His papa life. Probably got him his papa yacht, everything. <laughs> yeah. he? Thing's his called papa the works. Mansion. It's called the. Pa- <laughs> Is it really called the works? <laughs> if I was him, I'd name my yacht the works. <laughs> it's at the Papa John Schnatter. That's his handle, and we have more followers than him. Not trying to flex. (laughs) Not trying to flex. (laughs) Well, Mount, that's all I have today. Well, that's about all I have. Y'all come out to the shop for the anniversary uh, this Saturday, March 19th, from 9 to 2. Yep. It's going to be all kinds of demos going on. We're going to have some samples. We're going to have prizes. There's raffles going on. We're giving away an Arctic cooler. A uh, drum smoker. Townsend uh, Barbecue Spot. Some gift certificates to the butcher shop. That's right. Uh, in Pensacola. Arctic Cooler, you said that? Mm-hmm. All kinds of gifts, baskets, T-shirts, spin the wheel, win a prize. Free hot dogs for the kids. Free hot dogs for the kids. Cokes and balloons. George Straits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler, what else you got for us? If you guys want to check out all of Malcolm's favorite recipes, make sure you guys download our app on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. And if you'd like to be part of an awesome barbecue community, make sure you guys check out our Let's Get to Cooking Facebook community page where there's pretty much a billion people to answer all your questions on there. And then not to mention you can just post pictures of what you're making that night and tons of people are going to comment on it. Yeah. We answer questions on there. I find a lot of good information on there. Mm-hmm. People post some really yeah, they good do. food. Yeah, I get some ideas, inspiration yeah, me from too, there. me too. And it never fails when we try to have an event that somebody makes a fake Facebook page and sends out <laughs> invites. So if you get an invite, if you get a friend request from my sh- from Malcolm's shop, it's not my shop. And he Don't was- accept it because a real business page, you cannot send a friend request anyway. So that yeah. should be your first flag. But don't and click if they on ask it. for your credit card information. We would yeah. never ask for anything like that. They ask for anything. Don't <laughs> click on it. Yeah. If it's not from us, you you can't get an invite from How to Barbecue Right. Let's get the cooking community no, it's or Malcolm Shop. So that's right. <laughs> it's you, not from us. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. It's not on Tinder, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on how you add it. <laughs> I watched the Tinder Swinder. I've never. I, I, we got married before any of these online dating apps. We did. I'm glad. Got <laughs> you locked too. down. <laughs> Me too. After watching that. All right. Well, hey guys, we've had a great <laughs> podcast. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us, and uh, we will see y'all next time. We gone.